Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome back to an adventure in history. I'm Alana Quila, here with the executive director, Mac Burns, of the Clatsop County Historical Society. And tonight, our guest um, is going to share a little bit about one of my favorite activities. One of your favorite activities? One of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, he you can babysit your kids. Ooh, that would be good too. No, <laughs> reading. I love to read. You do love to. You have a book club. I do. Yes, I love reading. I read why, often. Why have we never discussed your book club on the air? Well, it's a small and, book club, and you're, you're and we've never met in person. <laughs> do you actually discuss the books, or do you just choose which books you're going to read and then never discuss them? Um, well, we disbanded after the summer, but there is another friend of mine. She and I read almost all the same books, but we read them at different times and we do talk about all the books. And so I met this person in the library. Oh. Yeah. So without saying your name, do you want to say something else about you and maybe people can guess? Oh, uh. Where else would they, how else would they know you? Yeah, um, I'm, oh gosh, I could be the, uh, Astoria Birdman. Ooh. (laughs) I think there's a lot of kids that would know you that way. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. And do you like reading books? I love reading books, oh. yeah. He better. Good answer. Yep, I do. <laughs> always got but one. isn't all, I mean, not always. That's but, true. I mean, technically, you know, you could do a job without actually. Yeah. We have the, yeah, without not do, liking or reading books. But we do have the director of the Warrington uh, Library here tonight. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a busy time of year. Have a levy coming up. We'll talk about that. But first things first. But without advocating. Oh, I will. <laughs> actually, yeah, you're Support the Warrington yeah, that's Library. Right. That's excellent. <laughs> so since we've got uh, so much. Well, actually, I do need to. It's not this weekend, nope. but uh, May 6th and 7th. Yes. Old-fashioned fun and games on the grounds of the Flavel House. Oh, I love that. It's fun. Yeah. And it's old-fashioned. And there's games. There are. A pie eating contest. There is always a pie eating. <laughs> Favorite there's one. A couple of pie eating contests every day. Okay. And it's free. Yeah. Because of our friends at Columbia Memorial Hospital Pediatrics. And Columbia Memorial Hospital will be having their um, Diamond Derby event on that Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Because that's my husband's event. (laughs) So I'll be there. They're everywhere. But we'll send our kids to that event. Your kids have come to it. Every year, I think. In fact, I think your kids have been afraid of the pie eating contest. Nope, that was the, my nephew oh. who opted out. I think yes. he was smarter. Didn't I believe Carly's already? She's it's very, it's very messy. I kind of felt yeah. like the first year she was. Very she messy. was all in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that you've done the uh, potato sack races. Have, yes, everything. Lots and what's, of hands and on. what's the key to winning a potato sack race? Uh, um, I have no idea. Oh, so you weren't paying attention. You were busy watching your kids. <laughs> Probably. I have a standard shit that I've now done for about eighteen years. Oh. The key to winning a potato sack race is to think like a potato. <laughs> See, the kids laugh, but nobody else yeah. laughs. Yeah, know your everybody, audience. Everybody back. else over the age of seven <laughs> just looks at me like I'm an idiot. Okay. So anyway, it's uh, Saturday and Sunday, May sixth and seventh, on the grounds of the Flavel House, uh, from eleven to four every day. It's free. Yay! How fun. Great. But we did have a little misunderstanding last year that caught me off guard because we have some concessions. Yes, that's true. And there was a, a, a person there that said, "Well, the flyer said it's free." 
Oh, right. And I said, well, everything else is free. I think you charge like, what, 50 cents? Yes, it's like 50 cents for <laughs> and popcorn, and 50 cents for a soda. I mean, it's very right. it's very cheap. Yeah. It's mostly there for the volunteers, yes. but it, it caught me off guard. I was like, well, <laughs> you can eat the ice cream you make. We give right. you apple juice and everything else for free so, so bring your coins if you want right. if you want the snacks <laughs> all right but we're taking uh, valuable time yes. here so let's get to the big history highlights the things that happen tomorrow april 24th as okay. always icebreakers discussion things or uh, bar trivia so uh, I, I i wish i had a video camera right now to, to capture your look when i say <laughs> 1184 bc because <laughs> I don't usually go. <laughs> you don't, but you, I know you like it. I'm very self-centered on American history. <laughs> so 1184 BC, the Greeks enter Troy using the Trojan horse. Oh. This is the assumed uh, traditional date. Okay. Apparently there's some doubt about the exact date, but well, sure, I would... most historians apparently think it's this date. This, okay. I never understood this. <laughs> <laughs> your, your city's under siege. And then all of a sudden the army disappears, but there's this giant horse out front. Right. And you just roll it inside without looking at it. Seems a little odd to me. They might have been tired and weak and yes, not, I mean. Maybe. Yes. 1704, the first continuously published newspaper in America starts. Oh. Guess the city. 1704. Boston. The Boston Newsletter, published by John Campbell. Okay. Wow. Uh, 1833, Jacob Everett and George Dolte patent the first soda fountain. Oh, interesting. 1833. That, that's, yeah, early. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> 1872, the uh, Mount Vesuvius volcano erupts in Italy. Okay. We once had a whole show about uh, volcanoes. Did we? You didn't. I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember, remember the, that. I can't remember if it was the Paulette era yes. or the Julie era. <laughs> I just remember that I referenced the Brady Bunch volcano. And oh, yeah. Everyone thought I was just... I've seen the ri- show. Ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> All right. I was listing the famous volcanoes and listed <laughs> Peter Brady's in the backyard. Uh, let's see. 1888, Eastman Kodak is founded by George Eastman. Okay. Uh, 1898, Spain declares war on the U.S. after rejecting the U.S. ultimatum to withdraw from Cuba. The Spanish-American War. Oh. Uh, 1908... Mr. and Mrs. Jacob Murdoch and their children depart Los Angeles in a Packard 30, endeavoring to become the first family to travel across the U.S. by car. They arrive in New York City 32 days, 5 hours, and 25 minutes later. Sounds miserable. (laughs) Doesn't it, though? Oh, my gosh. It's like a nightmare. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Packed in with kids? Yeah. For for 32 days driving across country? No air conditioning, no heating. Yeah. Ugh. And was there even, there wasn't even a McDonald's to stop at. In <laughs> are All we right. there yet? Not yet. Yeah. Are we there yet? <laughs> um, no, we're getting closer though. Okay. Uh, 1945, one of my favorites, President Truman is briefed on the Manhattan Project. Oh. I kind of love, he's the vice president. FDR dies and all the people realize, oh, the new president knows nothing about that we're creating this, this atomic bomb right. and Huge. they have to explain it to him. And he's kind of like, why didn't I know about this? Right. Security, sir. Security. <laughs> I'm the yeah. vice president. And also, what did I get into? Yeah. My goodness. 1980, the Iran hostages uh, rescue mm-hmm. mission ends in disaster. Yeah. 
1982, Jane Fonda's first workout video is released. I loved that one. <laughs> you love the video or do you love that history? No, I just I love, like I love that about her. So, so I, of course, did a little bit more of a deeper uh, dive onto that one because I thought, you know, like Jane Fonda, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is her start of fame yes. that goes into so much more because she just has this really energetic personality. But it was the first time that aerobics became trendy, but it also targeted uh, moms who were at at home, right? This is the time when moms were primarily at home, Mm -hmm. but weren't encouraged to be active or to exercise or things like that. So um, I thought that that was just a neat trend that she got to be part of it. And it's fun, right? I mean, we make fun of it now because you look back (laughs) But, but also, I mean, you're both laughing because, yes. right? Because they're like smiling. I'm, I'm more and amazed dancing. at your enthusiasm. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of neat, just because it's Jane Fonda. And again, she, she took that fame and then did so much in her mm. acting career and then obviously her advocacy career as well. See, that just makes me think of one question, though. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to leg warmers? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> they are still around, Mac. I know. Apparently yep. they are. We'll get you some. Yeah. No, please don't. Um, and then the history highlight of the day, I think, I think had the most impact on history. And I did not choose this one oh, because of our guests. I know what you chose. Oh. But 1800, the Library of Congress is established. There I love that. Oh, that's great. So, and and exactly. With $5,000. $5,000. And uh, it, we had oh, 3,000 volumes. There we go. Of books. So five thousand. can you imagine that rate? Is that a good, uh, uh return on their investment there. Unfortunately, though, it was a couple years later, the entire thing burned down. Yes. So it did have a fire, um, uh, but it came back. So now the Library of Congress is more than 17 million books, as well as maps, manuscripts, photographs, films, audio and video recordings, prints, drawings, and digital materials. I mean, libraries are so much more than books, and we can get to that. Mm -hmm. But I think that when people think of library, they think it's just books. But we're beyond that, and we really were uh, a long time ago. It's all of the information of humanity. Yes. And it's very similar to museums, right? To historical museums. Well, that's why I chose it. Right? (laughs) We are the keepers of of our shared culture and stories and history. Yep. So there we go. I love it. That's why we're all here now. Yep. All three of us. That's a great segue, (laughs) Matt. And that's why Josh is here. It is. So. Yeah. So, Josh, how did you get here? When did you come to the North Coast? Are you from the North Coast? Yeah, um, I'm from the North Coast. I'm, I'm, gosh, I, I think that makes me a fourth generation Finnish Estorian. So, my, it would be my great great grandparents on both sides were immigrants uh, to, to the area. Um, so, yeah, my family's been here forever. My, you know, I, I'm, I'm a true blue Estorian, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so which generation of grandparents came? It would have been my, would have been my great great grandparents. Okay. So, yeah, and, and some of them came straight here um, from Finland. Uh, then there were some that you know came here by way of, or from Finland to North Dakota, then here. But um, but yeah, then since then my family's been, you know reproducing here <laughs> <laughs> we're glad they did yes. yeah say your last name because we haven't said your last name You're yeah so uh, my last name is sarampa um it's a fin- very let, finish. let's spell that for everybody it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of a's um so it's s-a-r-a-n-p-a-a so and i've got and, you know, like i said i've got hootalas and and lattes mm-hmm. and lanonins in my family so 
And, and technically, that's my out for why I didn't say his last name. I know. Because <laughs> I didn't want to attempt it. Well, at the library, he said my last name correctly. Yeah. And I just, my eyes were like, okay, wow, this is this doesn't when, usually happen. When we first interviewed your husband, that was my first question to him. I said, okay, how the heck do we say your name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not phonetic at all. It's not, <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> So, so where here on the North Coast? Uh, Astoria? Yeah. So, yeah, my family um, are, yeah, from Astoria. Um, I happen to currently live in Warrenton. Um, but, uh, yeah, my parents both, well, my dad was Napa High School. My mom was Astoria High School. Um, the only person in my immediate family that's not from Finland or from here is my um, mom's dad, my grandfather. He moved here from Kansas in the... I want to say early 60s to work at the community college on oh, okay. his third year of operation, I believe, or oh, okay. first year. And then he beca- he eventually, Phil Boehner, he eventually became president of the college for 20 years from 1970 to 1990. Um, and he's still here. Um, but that's the only person in my immediate family that's not from here. But yeah, I'm a, I'm an Astorian. So since he's from Kansas, does he have any Finn in him? He does not. Okay. So he is where I get what? my German roots from, oh, okay. <laughs> which... I, I, of course, I Kansas. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. right. So, right, exactly. It does. But I uh, got you know I did the whole twenty three and Me and the Ancestry dot com because mm-hmm. Christmas presents were yeah. they were cheap around that time. And mm-hmm. so, according to those, I'm like eighty four percent Finnish, and then the rest is you know little smatterings of everything else. So European and yeah, yeah. yeah. See, if I were Finnish right now, I'd say, well, nobody's perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so. What drew the people that came here to here? Do you know? I I don't know specifically. I've heard, um, at least from my great-grandmother, who I was pretty close with, um, She her family moved here for the, the logging fishing industries, um, which, to my understanding, that was a fairly common, um, uh, I guess, attractant to a lot of the, uh, at least the Nordic country mm-hmm. uh, countries immigrating here was the fishing and logging industries. And what about you? I mean, you grew up with those same industries, yeah. Um, but those weren't the industries that you were looking for. What did you think growing up that you were going to do or what interested you? Yeah. So I grew up really into wildlife and nature. Um, my grandfather, I told you was the president of college. He was a biology major, um, taught biology in high school and, and college before I became an administrator for the school. Um, so I grew up really interested in biology and, and nature. And so I thought I was going to go be, go off and be like a you know, a research biologist out in the field studying wolves, you know, camping in a tent. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then when I uh, uh, turned 16, um, I started volunteering at the local wildlife center of the North Coast, the Wildlife Rehab Hospital here in town and fell in love with that and thought this is a really great stepping stone to that future career. Um, and then, you know, graduated high school 2010, went off to college here locally, Clatsop, uh, uh, shinier things uh, distracted me and I dropped out but I was still at the wildlife center the whole time um, and then you know years go on and the founder passed away and I took over as executive director there where I was with them um, for eight years as executive director and only recently uh, February of this year is when I moved on to the Warrington Community Library but uh, yeah I decided <laughs> my time at the wildlife center kind of told me that uh, I didn't want to be a research biologist because I didn't mm-hmm. want a 30-page long resume for these three-month you know, field jobs right. <laughs> for the rest of my <laughs> life. I needed a little bit more stability in my life than that. So I chose a nonprofit, of course, because that's right. what's more stable than a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
but yeah. And it too Talk, is so stable. We'll get to that. Yeah. Talk <laughs> a little bit about the founder. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I think people are aware of mm-hmm. the wildlife center, but I don't know that they really, yeah. uh, unless they had some direct experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Charnel Fee was the founder of the wildlife center. Um, and she kind of pun, uh, this can be a little bit of a pun, but she took me under her wing, so to speak. Um, early on. So I worked under her for seven years before she passed away and she taught me everything I knew about the actual hands on medical care of wildlife. Um, I got my wildlife rehab license when I was 18. Um, and then she passed away in 2015 and I knew how to run the clinic in the hospital, but I knew very little about running a nonprofit, but she was, she was pretty amazing. She came here from Portland where she was a paralegal for 25 years and, and, uh, started volunteering at rehab hospitals in Portland and fell in love with it and retired early, moved here and started the Oregon's first and only uh, Seabird Specialty Wildlife Hospital. Okay, see, that's what, that's what I was actually getting at, because mm-hmm. my vague memory was that she wasn't an expert. Mm-hmm. It didn't start out as an expert, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember law or paralegal. Yeah. I just remember there was something that was kind of a strange dump. And, yep, yeah, she um, just got her experience from volunteering on the job, so. Wow. So what about you? When you go out, in, do you go hiking? I mean, where? how do you sort of get that fill um, in your, your free time? Well, I have a lot of animals at home. <laughs> <laughs> I have three cats, a dog, and two adopted birds, oh my um, parrots. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love to camp. I love to hike. I love to be outside. Um, but I also love to be on the couch with a book. You know, that's I, <laughs> my weekends come. And I'm like, I'm going to go do some hiking. But then the weekends show up and I'm like, or I'm just on the couch and read this book and watch TV. But <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to do a lot of birding going out and looking at the birds in the wild, but, but, uh, you know, I saw plenty of birds in my last job that, uh, that that kind of lost its nostalgia for me. So what attracted you to the, to the library? You know, um, I was ready and looking for change. Uh, cause like I said, I'd been with that organization, the Wava Center for, uh, uh, about 15 years. Um, so I was looking for change and, uh, I happened to actually be at the Chamber of Commerce networking meeting here in town when uh, Esther Moberg, the city manager in Warrington, she was there and she mentioned that they're hiring for a library director. And I looked at the job app, the job, uh, the job description online, and the one thing I did not feel I had as far as qualifications was actual library experience because I do not have library experience uh, as far as I'm working in. I've been to libraries, mm. uh, but I thought, well, why not? I'll give it a shot, and. And the shot worked out. I ended up getting the interview and, and ultimately getting the job. So um, it's similar in a lot of ways to being the director of the Wildlife Center in that uh, it's administration. Mm-hmm. It's it's running the library and, the, you know, uh, n- nonprofits and government as far as, like, f- budgets and everything. Right. It's very similar <laughs> and boards. Um, but at but, least your city manager was a former librarian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's been That's been a huge help um, having that. I guess that that mentorship there mm-hmm. as well, um, as well as having really strong support um, from my management as well. Uh, but yeah, then of course I do love books. I am a huge. I read all the time, and so I thought, what what could be a better job than working in a small little community library? So I love our so library, and it's connected with Astoria and Seaside, so you mm-hmm. can check out books at any of them, which is my favorite yeah. aspect of the library. Um, and it's uh, cheaper to just to join your home library in your own city mm-hmm. um, than to join one of the others. So I previously actually used to join the Seaside Library mm-hmm. when Esther was there prior to our libraries being connected because the Warrenton Library, you couldn't you could only get their books, right. which it's pretty small. And so since yeah. I read a lot, it did not uh, serve me well. Right. 
so I paid the $60 or whatever, $75 mm-hmm. a year to uh, have access to the Seaside Library. So that was a great thing that started. It was during COVID because yeah. we talked about it even with Jimmy when he was on uh, mm-hmm. a year ago or so or even more yeah. at the time. Um, so my question about libraries, who, who, how do you order the books? Who, who decides what books you get? <laughs> well, that's that was one of my first questions when I took the job, too, yeah. was like, I, I, I look at the New York Times bestseller list myself for what I'm going to read. Right. Um, and I'm a big, I mean, I, the nice thing about the library is I'm not going to be spending so much money on my own personal books because I can just check them out. But And the ones I do buy, I'm donating for the most part. But uh, yeah, so that was one of the first questions. So yeah, I mean, apparently that's one way um, is literally just looking at these bestseller lists and coming up with, you know, figuring out what we don't have, what's um, highly popular and on demand. Um but we also, we, you know, the, the service we order our books from also has a top sellers list that we utilize. And we also get books that are like uh, patron requests a lot. So people that are reading a series and we don't have one of them, they'll come in and say, okay, you know, I'd like to see this book. And they, then we put it on our list and we order it. So um, it's really, yeah, it's, it's a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be, I guess. Um, I thought it was going to be this like super complicated, like, oh, you got to pull your patrons or something but really it's you know uh, figuring out what's fairly popular already around the the country Mm -hmm. or or the world um however it might be but um yeah so that's and then there's regional books as well yeah so so i have never read a book in my life oh ever so (laughs) i'm I'm curious about libraries now Mm -hmm. and books you've inspired me so i've come into your library Mm -hmm. i want to read a book well, yeah. What so would you recommend to me? That <laughs> he's so, he's kidding here, by the way, everyone. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> I mean, there's that's one of the I would say free services that the library offers is kind of like a reader's advisory, where, um, of course, I wouldn't be a very good uh, if you were really interested in cozy mysteries. <laughs> um, I wouldn't probably be able to give you very many recommendations aside from what I know people check out a lot. Um, so we can go that route, like, oh, well, we know that these, you know, are pretty popular here in the library, so we can try this. But we also have volunteers and other staff that know a bunch. Um, so the big question then, of course, would be, you know, what is, what 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 are you interested in? Are you interested in horror or mystery, thrillers, ba- adult mm-hmm. fantasy, young adult? There's a lot of adults that come in and love to go to the young adult vault and, and read through some of those books. Um, and then we go from there. We decide, you know, we figure so, out. So what are you reading right now? I am a big, well... I like a lot of things, but I'm on this big, like, adult fantasy kick, so I just read um, one called The Shadow of the Gods, and it's a, it's a kind of a Norse uh, fantasy, oh, you know, with Vikings and stuff, so I just ordered the second one for myself that I'll donate afterwards, um, and then right now I'm reading one that's about, like, it's actually about a library. It's about um, these magical books that can, you know, you can, that are preserved in this per- family's library, and they have to protect them, and they all have different spells they do, and it's it's very interesting. It's from a it's debut a debut novel from uh, Emma Torres is her name. But it's very popular genre. I feel like it's like the Harry Potter generation. Yeah, grown up. Yeah. So they want like the next thing. There like, are so yeah. many good adult <laughs> fantasy out there too that are sometimes like historical fiction. Um, I also really like Dark Academia, which is you know typically set in a school setting, whether that's Oxford or um, Yale's one. Like um, Lee Bardigo is a really good author for some of those. Um, but yeah, that's I'm reading adult fantasy about a magical library right now. Right. So, so the, the other thing I forgot to mention is that uh, I hate libraries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when everybody can just go online and read, why do we need libraries anymore? Yeah, well, uh, th- so as Alana mentioned, we are more than just books. Um, but uh, first of all, we're 
free uh, for the most part for those residents um, that are within this, the network of our libraries. So um, if you can go online and read, we also have you can go through the Libby app um, through our library, which you can check out books for free there. But, but on, you have to have a library card, folks. You do. I mean, you can say you can read online, mm -hmm. but you either have to pay for it just like a, mm -hmm. a regular hard copy book or you have to have the yeah. your library card. So if you have a library card at one of the three libraries, you can log online to this app and get the books that you uh, would like to listen to or read on your um, your your device. But we also have everything uh, from movies. We have a ton of DVDs and TV series, um, yeah. audiobooks that you can actually check out from us. Uh, we also have a small collection of CDs if you're interested in just trying out some new music. But um, we also have our library of things, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, if you want to learn how to sew, we have a sewing machine. You can check out some musical instruments, um, all kinds of stuff there. But uh, A guitar, a keyboard, yeah. uh, binoculars. They have passes to our local oh, yep. museums, um, including yeah. the Heritage Museum, the Flavel mm -hmm. House, Oregon Film Museum, that you can check out. And I love that because mm -hmm. truly when we talk about equity folks right equity mm -hmm. for people in our community these are things books like getting books in our children's hands and books you know in our partners mm -hmm. uh, hands as well mm -hmm. and being able to go to those to three museums right with a mm -hmm. family you're able to do it because you have a library card and yeah. that library card it, there is a cost right mm -hmm. there's a cost to running the business and it, it is on our taxes so it's a levy that we're continuing mm -hmm. this isn't an additional fee but we're continuing the levy in Warrenton. And depending on how much your property costs, or even if you're renting, right, so your your landlord will pass that on to you, but it'll just stay exactly the same. It's around $30, right? $30 yeah. to $40. And I think it's also important to mention that it's not market value. It's right. the, the tax, like the assessed value. Um, but yeah, it's around $30 to $40, depending on the assessed value of your home. Um but yeah, and I think that's also an important thing to mention too, is that it's not an increase. You know, uh, the original right. levy was an increase, um, but because of voter feedback, we did decide to leave it at the original rate that's been going on for five years. Um, so it's no tax increase. So this is a vote yes. This is a yes vote, just in case anyone's confused, to support the library. Mm -hmm. um, and again, at that current. And it's just in Warrington. Just in Warrington, current tax rate. Astoria passed a much higher bond, I would like to remind folks, mm -hmm. to build a building. So we're not trying to build a building in Warrington, folks. We are trying to keep the, the existing space mm -hmm. um, and, and also the people that they've brought in there for these community activities. Mm -hmm. So so again, I mean, this is something that I'm very passionate about. Max, like, he knows he's, he can't get me to stop now. Um, <laughs> but books are, are so important, right? This is when we talk about education and then, again, access to information. Uh, this is a barrier that we don't want to create for folks. And that barrier would be very high for families who could not go and afford that 60 to $75 to join one of those other libraries. Yeah. We um, took Donovan to preschool to uh, reading time all the time. I know. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Well, and I will add to that the library isn't, again, it's not just library. It's, it's a, it's a place for community. So we have Correct. these reading story times for kids. Um, it's, it's really a place for parents and kids and adults to all come together and meet each other. Library after books. dark. Yep, we have our local author series. It's just there's so much more than just books at the library. It's a place for art club. Mm -hmm. So Lots what are things. what are the hours? And if somebody wanted to, to track you down, mm -hmm. what's the website or how do they find find the library? Yeah, so the website is uh, uh, Um to find us. Uh, we also have social media, Facebook, um, Warrington Community Library. But our hours are Tuesday through Saturday. We open at 10 a.m. 
Um, so it's 10 to 5 Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 7 Friday, it's extended hours, and then 10 to 2 on Saturday. It's a lot of hours. That's good. Mm-hmm. I know they just expanded them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And do you take donations, either cash or books that people want to get rid of? We do. We take uh, donations of books as well. Um, and cash donations, we have a Friends of Warren's Community Library group that you can donate to for a tax receipt or a tax write-off. Um, or you can actually truly also donate directly to the city of Warrington where they put in the library fund with a tax receipt. So That's great. All right. In, in case Alana is not going to ask it, our, our final question, <laughs> what keeps you here? Why why do you stay in the area that you, you grew up in? Uh, that's the <laughs> I, um, I love this town. I love this area. Um, I don't think I could ever not live near trees, hills, and water. Um, and I have never actually seen myself moving out of the area. So I, it's just, the, again, it's a small community is a big piece of it is, you know, being in this small close community. I know everyone I pass on the street, it seems like. So yeah, I mean, I can't imagine not living here. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, We're so thank glad you for having to keep me. that fight going again. I'm a firm supporter of voting yes on that, uh, that, uh, uh, levy that's coming up <laughs> struggle for words when we're yeah. talking about libraries but thank you I appreciate what you're doing and and uh, yes support our local libraries thank you excellent go make some history read some books and we'll catch you next week thanks for listening thank you for joining us for an adventure in history an adventure in history is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN